Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of MarketingBoost.com, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs, growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business. Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast, where we try to bring you success stories entrepreneurs that are hitting it out of the park to give you the motivation and the inspiration to continue to grow your business. Today, we've got an excellent guest, Stephen Hasselnick. Stephen will be talking about why your company culture in marketing is the difference between success and failure. Stephen has, over over the last 25 years, has built six companies with a yearly revenue of five to $25 million. Two of those companies have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing list. And I'm thrilled to have Stephen on board to talk to us about all kinds of things, including how to get lines of credit and financing for your small business. Uh, Stephen, say hello, please. Oh, hello. It's good to be here, Marco. Thank you. I enjoyed being on your show a few months ago, and I'm glad to have you now on ours. Uh, as you know, our audience with Marketing Boost Solutions podcast is uh, uh, thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide that use our travel incentives to help boost their sales. We provide the wow, surprise, and delight factor to entrepreneurs to give them the incentives they can use to add value to their call to action so that they can uh, stand out from the crowd and get people to get off the fence and take action with their business. And our audiences, shoot, we've got everybody from, from uh, hey, Lemonade Stand up in New York. The, the guy's got about six Lemonade Stands. I have no idea how he uses our incentives. To car dealerships in Chicago, to insurance agents, to multi-level marketers, to uh, travel agencies, obviously, and all sorts of businesses in between from home improvement companies and the works. So Stephen, our audience is going to love hearing about uh, the culture uh, of a business. And uh, uh, so take it away. Let me ask you some questions as well, but give us a little bit about how your story, how you got to where you're at today. Well, I mean, the podcast is only 45 minutes long, so <laughs> that would take forever. Um, I started you know, I just shortly I started my career working for Xerox Corporation for eight years. I was one of the top sales reps in the country. At the age of 30, I started my first business, um, which was a digital printing business. Um, I, I, I sold that for a very small amount of money. I started a um, IT staffing company that did really, really well. Then I started a healthcare staffing business, um, which uh, did tremendous. Um, I then did, um, I, I bought a commercial real estate building, which is very big. Um, I then built, um, I, a financing company, which I own now with a partner. And then I own another business called elite funeral funding, which, uh, fund buys life insurance policies when people pass away. Uh, I actually have seven businesses. I know I say 
I said six, but it's I forget sometimes the one. Oh, I had one more, uh, a company called Credential Agent, which was a really neat company that was software as a service type of business, which was really good as well. But I think my, you know, I'm kind of that my businesses are doing well. I don't think I'm going to be starting anything else. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> well, great. So what is what do you define as a company culture and why do you think it's so important? Yeah, so you know, I'm pretty passionate about this subject matter. I've learned a lot that, you know, there there are, I've I've I know, and hundreds and hundreds of business owners, and of course, in the, one of the businesses I own now, we're dealing with small businesses all the time, and and so I you know I get to see the inner workings of of organizations, and you know every business, its culture. If you if it's it's and that's culture means personality comes from the owner or owners of the the business, you know, and you you'll have some businesses that the owners are just not marketing people, they're they're technicians, you know, in a, in a good sense, they're they're maybe operations people or maybe they're inventors more or. You know, they're not the marketing slash sales, you know, marketing and sales is two different things, but they're not the marketing type of people. And, you know, I don't even like the word marketing. I like the word lead generation. And what I've really seen with my own companies is our success has been directly tied to my personality, which is about getting people and businesses to come to my companies. And if you don't do that, if you don't have that company culture of investing in marketing and constantly working on it, then your likelihood of success is highly unlikely. So like an example, you could have the best product and service in the world, but if people don't know about you, and if you can't acquire clients, in a cost-effective way, and those clients make you significant money, you are not going to have a successful businesses. And all of my businesses have had astronomical hockey growth. And I mean, I'm not trying to be salesy here. I'm not trying to sell really anything. I'm just telling you that the reason why my companies have done well is our company culture of lead generation, being the focus of 90% of what I do every day. Hmm. And that is, you know, defining marketing plans, really measuring, successfully understanding where success comes from for us to acquire clients that pay, pay us well. So that's the culture I'm talking about. And if your, your organization doesn't have that culture now, and if you're not spending quite a num number of hours on it you have to figure out how to spend a much more amount of time on it and in today's world where would you guide uh, entrepreneurs to you know where should they focus their time and energy to generate those leads what is the what's the process that your companies did to successfully generate between five and 25 million in revenue it's a it's a good question, and I think the the thing is you you always have to be testing. So I'm going to answer your question in a second, but you always have to be testing and measuring, and so you try new initiatives. And so for all the companies, you know, I just really really focused on it, and I know why I got there too. Um, 
my second company was a really good company, very profitable, was good. But I learned like within three years that I was really tied. This is uh, to <clears throat> hiring really, you know, talented sales reps. And it's a, it's a little bit different nowadays, but, but talented sales reps are a pain in the ass. <laughs> they're just pain in the neck. They're hard to find and they're expensive and they have you buy the whatever, right? Yeah. If yeah. they leave, you're screwed. And I had this one sales rep and I was like, you know, he caused me so many problems, but yet he brought in revenue. And, and I said, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. I need to be able to be the one in control of our success. And so I made sure that um, I felt that if I was the one, if our company was the one that was generating leads for our salespeople, then I was less reliant on talented salespeople and I could pay them less make them happier and control our destiny more. And so to answer your question, what I, what, what I often do is, you know, literally have a sheet of paper and list all the potential marketing channels that we could do. And then I prioritize them as to which ones I think are the best ideas. I look into the costs, the, how we would do it. And then I run trial campaigns. I mean, by far nowadays, SEO, search engine optimization, is by far the best bang for the buck. You know, it, it is, I, you know, I've, I've often said that I think that Google has democratized lead generation for small businesses because they really give a small business the opportunity to compete against the big guys. You know, yes, it takes lots of effort lots of time and but seo to me has always been the best but then there's paid for search which is you know uh a, you got to be careful with that you can lose your shirt right there is believe it or not direct mail <laughs> there is um there's banner ads on websites there is um telephone calls you know marketing blitzes so i mean i've I've done it all. Facebook, of course, social media, which, you know, but you got to be able to measure all this stuff. So you just got to know your market. You got to know what channels your, your clients are on, your prospects are on. You got to measure its success. You got to be really anal about it. You got to, I mean, I go crazy when I see a lead come in and I don't know where it came from. And, it, and I, I'm like, I can't measure this, where this came from, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's very challenging. Um, and uh, so, so that's what I mean by, you know, culture of success. And in answer to your question, there isn't one place. I think SEO probably is that one place, but I mean, what do you think, Marco? I mean, you've been doing this for a while. What, how would you answer no, that question? Yeah, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. There is uh, depending upon the business, there's, there, whether you're going B to B or B to C and where your consumer is, and that's what you've got to figure out. And then the other thing most businesses uh, don't do well at is niching down to who exactly is their best client and where is that, where does that in type of client live so they can yes. uh, 
so they can spend their effort going after them and not trying to serve everybody. It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solution Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now. Yeah, and I think there's two things. You one, two ways. Listen, I, I naturally, you know, after 25 plus years of running businesses, I, um, I'm, I, if you would ask me for any of the business, what is your, what is your client? What is, what's the profile? I could tell you exactly the profile. I mean, it's the thing that I'm zeroing in on. I'm not, you know, that's I'm constantly working on that, and I'm also looking for niches. You know, so so there are certain niches that we we know are really good clients for us in a in a uh, market, but it's also good to know what is not a good client for you. You yeah. know, you it's it's like if and I'm I'm you know like I have this my my girlfriend came over the other day and she's an interior designer and she picked out um, eight different uh, swatches for painting, right? And she's like, which one do you like? Which 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 one do you want? Or which one are you interested in? And I and I immediately picked three that I didn't want. Okay. Because I was like, okay, if I know what I don't want, then what's left makes it a little bit easier. Absolutely. Right. It brings it down into a focus. Right. And you got to do that. You got to know, you know, when someone looks at a business from the outside, they think it's it's, it's a simple business. But when you really get inside of a business, it is amazing the level of complexity and detail that a business owner, you know, I like listening to podcasts a lot. Um, uh, there's one called, I'm really into now called Business Wars. And it competes, it shows these two companies that are fighting each other out. And when you get inside behind the scenes and you find out level of what these companies are really about it's pretty amazing so like like most people don't know and i think most people wouldn't agree that microsoft is really known for building exceptional software that's what they think of themselves which is you know i think it's kind of funny because it's not really great and then apple is known for incredible design, which I think many people know about, right? But then you start getting farther and farther into now. If you asked anybody who's a layman about business and you say, what is Microsoft? What's their culture, right? They would never say making great software. And they might not even say it about Apple. I'd say, they'd say I don't know, you know? Oh. But when you get inside behind the scene, right? And I think that's what I'm trying to illustrate in this podcast is to say is that, your culture has to be about great marketing. Um, it, it, you know, now there's other things it could be too, but marketing is just such a big driver for small business. Absolutely. So um, when it comes to funding and financing, I'd like to kind of switch hats here for a second just to get into one of them. One of your seven companies is all about providing uh, funding for small companies. Uh, take us down that road and take us down the road of how you market that uh, as well. Give us some insight on how you market B2B for the uh, funding world. 
Yeah, so it's not funding. We put, provide fine, a, a line of credit, so it's financing. I mean, funding would mean that, you know, like angel funding or, you know, someone's going to give you money for a percentage of your business. You know, I think I think that would that, that would be a better terminology. But we, we, we're in the finance, business financing phase for B, uh, uh, B2B. So we provide a line of credit for small businesses. And, um, you know, it's... It's something that I feel passionate about. I mean, for over 25 years, you, you got to imagine building a, a $5 million, $25 million company. You you just don't finance that whole thing at an existing cash flow. So I've almost always had to have a line of credit and dealing with commercial banks. For those of you who have not gone to a commercial bank to get a line of credit or a local bank, you're in for a treat <laughs> because they they speak French and you're speaking English. And, and, and they are looking at things that you just don't know. Banks, they're not in the business of giving money because of your idea. They're not in business of giving you money because you, maybe you have some uh, okay cash flow. You know, they look at so many different things that it really makes it almost impossible for a small business to be approved. And so what we do is we provide a business line of credit for good businesses. And, um, and it's, it's really, I, I believe about it passionately. I mean, if you don't have a line of credit, you sometimes, you know, every business has ups and downs in cash flow. You've got to pay your people, right? You try not paying your people and you find out one, how they live paycheck to paycheck Two, how they'll, you know, they'll book it. They'll, they'll, it, how they look at your company. When you say you can't make payroll for that day and you got to pay them two days later, they're like, Oh, this is company going down the tubes. You know, um, three, it's illegal. The IRS can come after you, right? And and that's a lot of problems because IRS, you know, the state, not the state, the IRS, the state and the feds, okay? Because they, they want their money, all right? So, you know, having a line of credit. And then, you know, I tell you, I mean, I'm not going to get into detail because it just takes up too much time. I know what it's like to have a sleepless night no, for sure. because you're worried about a, a check coming in, Right. And so we provide a line of credit. My company is Financing Solutions, and our website is fscreditline.com. FS is in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. And uh, we provide a line of credit for small businesses, and uh, it's a great way for you to have uh, start building credit for yourself and have a, a backup plan for, for cash flow. Yeah. Cool. And what are the typical qualifications that a business owner would need to be able to meet your requirements? So you need to have at least a $200,000 in yearly revenue and need to have a, a personal credit score of at least 650. And uh, so the, yeah, there, yeah, I, there's some industries we don't work in. Uh, there's of course a lot more than we do. So it'd be too many uh, to list, for me yeah. to list those type of things, but if you just listen, if you want, it's easy. If you go to that website, fscreditline.com, and you fill out the simple two-minute application, we don't run a credit check on you. Um, we give you an, an answer. And it, you know, if it's an approval, we'll tell you how much it's for. We'll tell you the, the cost. The nice thing about the line of credit is that our line of credit anyway, is that it doesn't cost anything to set up. It doesn't cost anything when it's not being used. It only get, you only get charged when you use it. And it's very, it's, it's very economical compared to the problem it usually solves. Um, 
So, and you don't need any paperwork to fill out the, uh, the application. So it's, it's kind of, you know, we just give you an answer because let me tell you something, you go to a bank, you're going to wait three to six months for them to give you an answer. They're going to have to fill out all these forms and your answer is going to be relatively no. So um, I, in general, so I, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. I'm just saying that that's my experience. I mean, I've been shocked at what banks tell me. And after building very successful businesses, I got an 800 credit score. I have equity. I'm not equity. I have um, um, collateral, you know, and I'm still shocked at how they, how they act. And that's why I'm in business. So I've been doing this for 12 years. I'm actually... You know, I have a business partner. We're actually uh, uh, providing lines of credit with our own money. We're not brokers. Um, so we're using our own money. But we know businesses really well because me and my business partner have started several. And, you know, it's, it's legit. Sounds good. Sounds great. So how do you, how do you uh, in that business in particular, what is some of the tactics you use with that culture of marketing to go after the B2B clients? Yeah, it, it depends on, yeah, it depends on, um, you know, so we've tried, I've tried, I say we a lot, but it's, it's, my, it's my end of the business. Um, we uh, depend, it's, it's always depending on what I'm going after. So if there is a vertical segment of a client that I really think is good for us, um, I've in the past, this is a, a while ago, I've bought less and I've sent direct mail out. And because, which is still old school, but no one does it anymore. <laughs> so it works and right. it's easy to measure. But I mean, listen, the number one answer to your question is SEO by far is our number one best lead generation. But, you know, listen, we are constantly writing articles. Um, I do two podcasts. Um, we are doing lots and lots of SEO is complicated. There's 200 things that Google looks at. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to write some articles, put up on my website and they'll find us. It's, it's very complicated. There's link building and there's, there's, you know, domain rankings and there's, you know, there's all these different things that are involved in it. Um, so it's, you know, and I consider myself an SEO expert for a layman's perspective. So we've, I've been doing SEO for all my companies since like SEO first became its name. So, I mean, literally I've been doing SEO for 20 years. Hmm. And uh, so, you know, I kind of know a lot about it, but SEO, um, you know, I've, we've tried banner advertising. We, we do some pay for search on Google, a uh, very limited amount um, because it's, that's my very space. Yeah. It is very expensive. So, you know, the number one, most expensive space, for paid for search on Google is um, is insurance. So like, I think it's $110 a click for someone just to click on. And that's for like um, lit uh, uh, injury, injury lawyers, right? Because they make a lot of money, right? Wow, wow. Um, yeah, business financing is like $45 a click. You know, it's very expensive. And so we don't do a lot of it. We have a few kind of keywords that have worked for us. But again, I'm always measuring. Um, so, you know, I would say that a large majority, 80, 90% now of all my 
uh, lead generation comes from SEO. And, but, you know, we're constantly working on it and going, you know, do, doing that. Um, and, but in the past, we've tried all the social media advertising. We tried that. That really was terrible. Um, so, you know, and I can go right down the list. And again, I'm always thinking of something. I'm always kind of testing and thinking. I mean, right now we just execute the heck out of um, SEO because it really generates really, really well. And like financing solutions is an engine now. It really works well. It goes over really well in the marketplace. So in the, there's businesses that really like it. We're really good at what we do. And so I, I don't need to test a lot of other things because what we're doing is working. Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep. Now, along the way with your multiple businesses, I would imagine some of them did have better success on social media and email and text messaging and what have you that are uh, that are working for for a lot of different people. Uh, but yeah. that B two B niche of looking for the companies that are making enough money to qualify for business financing and what have you, I would imagine, yeah, it can be difficult if you didn't have that strength in SEO. Uh, tell me yeah. more about. I mean, and. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, this is the first time I've been on on a podcast to leverage the experience that I have. And I can leverage that experience, give people, the listeners, some good information, and of course, promote financing solutions at the same time, right? I've never done that before, Right. And so, you know, I reached out to Marco because he was on my podcast. And um, so, you know, this is a new initiative, brand new, right? I'm saying, well, I got all this information. I don't, as you can tell, I don't mind talking. And, and uh, you know, and so this is a new avenue for, 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 for me, which, you know, it's pretty easy to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, it's been successful. I've been on uh, about 120 podcasts. Uh, since the beginning of last year and uh, looking to do another 100 or so this year. So I get myself invited on podcasts and it's one of the ways I tell the story and get uh, exposure to the Marketing Boost product line and what have you and uh, very successful at getting bringing in new people. And so I always recommend to entrepreneurs out there if you have something unique, if, you have, uh, if you're an expert and authority on something, uh, start getting yourself invited on third-party podcasts and you'll find it can be a great solution to you know tell your story and get folks in front of your product line. What would you say to kind of wrap it up here? Why have your companies overall been so successful? You know, first let's define successful, right? Because I've never taken a company public. I haven't sold a business yet, but I, you know, I know I said I sold a small one. It was no big deal. I, I do have one that's sellable right now. So that's eventually going to sell. Okay. But so I haven't done that. So what's the definition of success to me of entrepreneurship? And that is um, making good money to be able to afford the life that you want to do. So that's the definition. I've done well. I've done very well that way. And I've been able to keep a balanced life. 
you know, a great family life, great kids, happy marriage um, until unfortunately my wife passed away recently. Um, and, um, you know, I, I be able to do the things that I love to do. And I, I don't mean to skip over, you know, my wife passing. It's just, you know, you know, my, the audience doesn't want to hear that. So, um, so that's the definition to me of, of a successful businesses. And, um, so what's been the key, um, the key has been, um, I think it's twofold and it, it does fit well for this podcast is, I mean, I'm really good and really interested in, in marketing and lead generation. I, and, and every single business, it comes down to that, right? That's number one, the culture that the companies that I've been involved with is, is about finding clients because if you can't find clients, you, you just, you really can't, you don't have a business. Number two has been limiting, um, taking good risks, knowing when to, that something's working, when something needs to be changed or when um, you need to cut bait, you got to get out, right? Limiting, um, you know, and then I guess the last one is going into the right markets, going where there's, you know, I love the idea here, like the rising tide floats all boats. It's so much easier to build a business when there is, a demand in the marketplace for that service than it is to build a business when demand isn't so great or your margins are really tight. You know, margins are a direct reflection as to if there's demand in the marketplace. Um, and I think that's that 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 was something I le learned mm, 10 years into entrepreneurship was that margins are really important that if you can charge higher margins, you can make up for a lot of errors that you, you might do in the beginning. So, you know, that's a, a summary of, uh, of kind of why I think I've done really, really well. Cause I have not had a failure. All those businesses have done well. Now may, some of them closed because they ran their course. You know, I had one in particular that did really well, but I knew it was, catching a wave and the wave was going to end. And uh, so that's what so I you, think. So you ran the wave and then saw that it was time to cut bait, as you said before. Man, it was. Work. Yeah. And yeah, I'm amazed at how many of my friends think they have dying businesses that go on forever. You know, they really, they're like, oh, I thought this was going to die 10 years ago. Right. But then they move on to other things too, which is what I did. I had one business that I knew had a limited life of, you know, at the time, I'm not thinking details, 10 years. And, and because there's an event that was going to go on, it was nine, uh, it was um, not a nine 11. It was uh, the year 2000 bug that was coming down for those of you who were older. And, you know, we, everyone was worried about code that was uh, not written correctly. I knew NY2 as soon as that was or whatever had, that was called. Yeah. I knew I had about, you know, two or three years after that. And I started the business in 92 um, that I knew that I was going to, you know, have a limited time if I could not transition a company into something else. I really struggled. That's called um, pivoting, right? And I, I really struggled with it. But with that business, I, it was a cash machine. 
it did really well. And by the way, it set me up for my next business because I generated a lot of cash with that business. I bought a really a lot of commercial space that I own and uh, that allowed me to leverage my next business after that one kind of slowed down. And then I started in two more after that at the same time that the other one was winding down. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, you know, one of the things you mentioned there that I take away is, you know, pricing and margins. And uh, I think a lot of business owners are worried about, you know, one competition and trying to be, you know, cheaper than their competitor. And before you know it, they're racing to the bottom and, or, they're not separating, they're not creating enough value in whatever their offer is. They're not gen, kind of finding a way to be different than the rest so they can so they can have a product that is not commoditized and 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 based and, and, and compared to others based on price. So coming up with a way to make your your offer unique and and uh, uh, different than the rest so that you don't, you're not commoditized, you're not compared to others based exclusively on price. And therefore you can, you know, charge enough to have the margins that you're referring to. And, you know, a lot of business owners are even that in my experience, they're even now kind of uh, worried about having a fair price and, you know, maybe even feeling guilty if they charge too much when you've, what you want to do is charge enough that you know just to, you can charge as much as you can before it stops selling so you can you can literally generate you know create that value add and uh, have the margins and the profits that you need so that you can hire the right people so you can do you know put the right teams in place so you can serve your clients to the best of your ability and continue to thrive um i don't know if you agree with that or not yeah i mean uh, listen Small business, if you're competing on business, if you're competing on price in a small business, you're going to lose. <laughs> small business is not about cheaper prices. It's more expensive prices, better service. That's, you're, you're missing the boat if that's what you're thinking. If you're thinking, oh, and, that, and I get it. You may meet, you say, oh, well, I got to meet my competitor's price. See, I would do the complete opposite. I would charge a lot more than my business, my competitors and do a much better job. And, um, you know, so I just, I think that, you know, you, I'm a margin guy. I, you know, you got to charge more and give people better because they go, go to a discount clothing store, go buy a shirt and you go to this discount clothing store and you, you get this big, great price of $10. And then you go to a, a really good store, a really good clothing store, and you buy $40 shirt. Tell me you can wait, wait, wait for to see which one you're going to wear the most, right? It's going to be the $40 shirt. It's not gonna be the $10, but you're gonna be so happy. Oh, I got this for $10 that you never wear. It's all about quality service, Go in that direction, and it'll help you differentiate yourself from your competitors. Absolutely. So one more time, Stephen, tell folks where they can find you, uh, where's the best place to contact you, and uh, you know about whatever services you best want to let people know about. Yep. So if you want to get a, if you want to learn about a line of credit for your business, 
go to fscreditline.com. That's FS as in financing solutions, creditline.com. Thank you very much, Stephen. Those will be in the notes of the, of the podcast below. Uh, folks, if you're looking for solutions to uh, help that lead generation we were talking about earlier, if you're looking for ways to stand out from the crowd, don't look no further than marketingboost.com. And take a look at how travel incentives from complimentary hotel stays to restaurant savings vouchers to hotel savings cards can how they can be used to add value to your call to action, get folks to book more appointments, to be on your Zoom calls, uh, to join you for a webinar, to stay till the end. There's a million different ways of a little bit of creativity on how uh, the travel incentives that Marketing Boost offers can potentially add incredible value and help you in your lead generation path. Uh, thanks again, Stephen, for being on the podcast. Uh, those of you listening to the show, we really appreciate your time, taking the time to listen to the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast below and tell your friends about us. And thank you very much. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.